It's time to eat. Get in my belly. Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Russ Tucker and Evan Silva. Me so hungry. On the Fantasy Feast Eaten Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby. It is the Fantasy Feast Eaten Podcast, the show that's so nice. We do it twice, and of course, we're always presented by BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Use that promo code PODCAST1 so that you get a 50% sign-up bonus today. He's the star, you know that, at Evan Silva on Twitter. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL, Twitter and Instagram. If you're a Facebook person, it's Facebook.com slash Ross Tucker NFL, and you can always Ask my man Evan a question whenever you want by taking advantage of any of the various sponsors we have and then forward it to me, Ross at RossTucker.com. Like, for example, Lightstream. Lightstream offers credit card consolidation loans from 6.14% APR with auto pay. Here's the deal. You get a loan from 5000 all the way up to $100,000. For those of you that have racked up the credit card debt, it happens. I got buddies that have been there. Dude, I mean, when, when you're right out of college, you don't have enough money for stuff. Totally get it. But now you know better. Don't be paying those ridiculously high interest rates. You don't have to anymore. You got a good job. You're not doing stuff like that anymore. Get rid of the credit card debt and just pay the 6.14% with auto pay. In fact... Over at Lightstream, L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M dot com slash feast, you can actually save even more and get an additional interest rate discount. Lightstream dot com slash feast. Again, that's pretty awesome. You get even more of a discount than the 6.14 I just told you. Lightstream dot com slash feast. All right, Evan, here we go. With episode number two, what people need to know is just a friendly reminder. There are four teams on buys. It's Atlanta, Dallas, the Chargers, and the Tennessee Titans. And, Evan, it should also be known that while we were recording part one, which we just finished, the Jets put Bilal Powell on IR. So any thoughts for you as to who Bilal Powell owners should pick up, what it means for an Isaiah Crowell owner like me, or anything else? Yeah, um, I mean, I, I think that it definitely raises the, the, the ceiling for Isaiah Crowell's workload potential. Um, you know, Isaiah Crowell is still a relatively limited player, though, and I think that they clearly want to keep him uh, in a committee of some kind. We saw that last week with Trenton Cannon. Uh, stepping up, and I mentioned on the first one, I'm trying to get Trent Cannon off the waiver wire in one of my deep dynasty leagues. I already own Elijah McGuire in that league, uh, so I have the Jets backup running back passing game specialist market cornered, um, and those are the two guys to think about uh, behind Isaiah Crowell. I'm sure that they will add someone in the meantime. I'm not sure uh, what Elijah McGuire's. Um, status is uh, right now he broke his foot uh, before the season so you know and you, you never want to see a running back with a broken foot yeah it will be interesting to, to to keep an eye on that let's get into the games now and we'll start with the Colts and the Raiders yeah Raiders are a tanking team you know and, and tanking is a, is a thing now in, in 
the NFL. So, you know, welcome to the new NFL. This is an actual thing that teams are doing. Um, the Raiders are trading away, you know, young Pro Bowl players. Uh, we saw it early in the season with Khalil Mack. Uh, we just saw it with uh, Amari Cooper. Not that Amari Cooper has been great by any means. I mean, you know, he's been on like a downward trajectory as opposed to an upward trajectory. Uh, but, you know, trading Khalil Mack was the first sign of it. Uh, and they've been shopping Carl Joseph. And, uh, you know, we may see some more moves uh, when, when all is said and done. Uh, but I think this is a team that the Colts can really, really beat up on. Marlon Mack has been on fire recently. I mean, almost seven yards per carry over the last two games. Uh, one thing that stood out to me about Marlon Mack is how decisive he has been between the tackles. That was not a, a, a facet of his game uh, at USF. And I was really high on him coming out of college. But I always knew that he had these, you know, these, um, these aspects of his game that might not appeal to coaches. Uh, and, you know, one of them was his tendency to bounce runs outside. Um, you know, and he's just kind of an inconsistent player. Uh, but over the last two weeks, he has been decisive, not bouncing runs outside. Even last year, you know, he got buried behind at or behind the line of scrimmage at the second highest rate in the NFL. Um, the Colts offensive line. This is awesome. Zero sacks allowed on 125 straight pass attempts for Andrew Luck, the longest stretch of his career. The Colts offensive line in Football Outsiders run blocking uh metrics are number five in the nfl they have fixed chris ballard has fixed this offensive line i mean you know you got Braden smith at right tackle you got mark glowinski who they got uh, Braden smith was the second round pick this year mark glowinski who chris ballard claimed off waivers last december uh starting at right ta- at right guard uh, ryan kelly healthy at center he was uh ryan grigson's final uh first round pick Left guard, of course, this year's first-round pick, Quentin Nelson, and Anthony Costanzo back healthy. Uh, pretty good offensive line, man. I mean, and, and they're getting it done. I think they're going to beat up on this terrible, slow Raiders team. Marlon Mack should shred. Andrew Luck has 15 touchdowns over the last four games, quietly making a run at Patrick Mahomes for the league lead in touchdown passes. Love to see it. Uh, Andrew Luck back balling. T.Y. Hilton back balling, uh, back from the hamstring injury last week, actually only played 53% of the snaps and uh, was not really a big factor for the entire game uh, other than catching a couple of short TDs. Uh, but that, that bodes well against this, uh, you know, just being out there and making it through the game healthy bodes well heading into this game against the Raiders who could not rush the passer, hemorrhage big plays down the football field. All that is T.Y. Hilton's game. Uh, very, very excited to see him uh, racing past Dominique Rogers, Cromartie, and Daryl Worley for long touchdown bombs on Sunday. Do not expect Jack Doyle back this week. Uh, and Eric Swoop suffered a knee injury last week. Don't think he's going to play. Uh, so, again, Eric Ebron, uh, all systems go. Had a slower week last week. I mean, Andrew Luck's pass attempts were way down, uh, but he still led the team in targets and is a locked-in every week fantasy starter. Uh, you look at the splits with and without T.Y. Hilton uh, and don't really want any part of Chester Rogers uh, unless T.Y. Has, T.Y. is going to miss time uh, in the future. Uh, Naheem Hines has been rendered obsolete by Marlon Mack playing so much. 
uh, on the other side, uh, you know, I actually don't think that Amari Cooper removing him from the offense changes a whole lot other than just frees up and Marshawn Lynch has been removed from the offense too. And together they were combining for nine targets a game. Uh, but other than that, you know, I don't think it really changes a whole lot. Um, losing Marshawn actually, I think is a bigger blow to the offense than Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper had two good games out of six. Um, and in the other ones was under, was under 20 yards, just out there occupying the cornerback. Um, I think that Jordy Nelson becomes a much more interesting wide receiver three slash flex play. I think that Jared Cook, even though he had two slow weeks uh, before their uh, week seven bye, um, he uh, is you know he, he's, he was going to be good to go either way. Uh, he uh, still ran the eighth most routes in the NFL uh, over the over that weeks five and six span. Um, Seth Roberts is going to play more at slot receiver, but you know that's not very interesting. Martavis Bryant uh, was second on the team in air yards. Uh, behind Amari Cooper, who was leading the team in air yards. So I think that Martavis Bryant, you know, is someone that the Raiders kind of embarrassingly gave up a, a third-round pick, a middle third-round pick for. Uh, you know, they're going to want to get something out of him uh, just to, you know, for, for ego's sake probably. Uh, he's going to get big play chances. So he's, you know, he's in the mix as like a DFS sort of play, um, and I think that he's in the mix as a, a high-variance wide receiver four slash flex Doug Martin is going to be the early down feature back and Jalen Richard is going to be the passing down back for the Raiders, which means that the guy that you want is Jalen Richard, uh, you know, because he's going to be playing in games where they fall behind and the Raiders are going to be falling behind a lot as we move forward. Uh, Jalen Richard, immediate starter in PPR leagues, Doug Martin, depending guy, I mean, just, really has not been effective in years as a rusher. We can move on to the next one. The next game, Evan, it's the Niners who were disappointing against the Rams, against the Cardinals who are just disappointing. Yeah, uh, just two pretty bad teams. Um, I have not written this one up yet because there are a lot of injury concern things, um, especially like Matt Breida. Um and even Josh Rosen, although it looks like he's going to play. Uh, Byron Leftwich is going to take over as the Cardinals' offensive coordinator and uh, replacing Mike McCoy. And, I mean, he was hired by Bruce Arians. He was with Bruce Arians in Pittsburgh during uh, Ben's Big Ben suspension um, and, uh, you know, was a, was a backup there with, with Charlie Batch. Uh, and Bruce Arians loved him. And, of course, Bruce Arians was the coach of the Cardinals when David Johnson had his monster season uh, in 2016. Uh, so hopefully, you know, they're on the horn together and Bruce Arians is, you know, giving him ideas of better ways to use David Johnson. Um, but uh, the 49ers have really struggled to – they've been good in run defense, just straightaway run defense, but they have struggled against running backs in the passing game. Um, like they give up free catches, kind of like the the, uh, the Dan Quinn scheme in Atlanta, but they, they defend them more poorly. Um, so – I think that, you know, we, we need to see David Johnson getting six to ten targets every game, and hopefully uh, Byron Leftwich agrees with that. Larry Fitzgerald finally got in the end zone last week. That was good to see. Um, 
you know, I think that his upside is clearly, clearly his his floor and his ceiling are clearly not comfortable at all. Uh, but he's in the mix as a wide receiver three play. 49ers have been really weak against outside corner against outside receivers, and that's where Christian Kirk mainly plays. George Kittle, uh, one of the best three tight ends in football. I mean, I, I feel confident saying that right now, or at least one of the top four, because we have not seen Gronk uh, at full speed this year. But I mean, right there with with Ertz and Kelsey, uh, George Kittle is friggin' awesome, both in the run and the pass games. Um, on the other side, uh, uh, and so Raheem Mostert, you know, if Matt Breida does not play, and Matt Breida seemingly overcomes the odds every single week, uh, Raheem Mostert, I think, would be the 49ers' lead back. I think it's pretty clear that he is ahead of Alfred Morris uh, at this point in time in Kyle Shanahan's mind. He should be owned in, in all leagues. I mean, this is a great matchup for any running back. It's not like the, the Cardinals are necessarily terrible in run defense, but because they cannot sustain drives um, offensively uh, teams are just piling up rushing attempts against them every game running a ton of plays at them uh, so that always bodes well for uh, a rushing attack because what you want in a rushing attack is volume are, are the Cardinals going to trade Patrick Peterson I mean just there there are a lot of question marks in this game that are, are difficult to answer we can move on to the next one Okay, the next one is the Packers at the Rams. Interesting to see what the line is for this game. The Rams is heavy favorites. What are you thinking for this one, Evan? Yeah, Rams are heavy favorites. Um, and the total is pretty monstrous. It was it opened at 56, and uh, immediately bets came in on the over, and I think it's up to 57.5 now. Uh, so... Love to see that Todd Gurley. I mean, what you know? What is there left to say? He is on pace to break Ladainian Tomlinson's uh, single-season record for most all-purpose touchdowns by a running back. Um, Packers have not been good uh, in run defense, and he's a massive home favorite. Jared Goff has been more of a floor than a ceiling play in fantasy, uh, but the high-scoring projection in this game, I think, really you know bodes well. For him, I don't. I, my guess is that Cooper Cup won't be back. I, I'm not sure. We're gonna have to figure that out as the week moves forward. Josh Reynolds was not a not a factor uh, with uh, with Cooper Cup out last week. One target, um, tight end. You know, tight ends were not really factors either. Uh, and then uh, Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods really did the heavy lifting. Uh, in addition to Todd Gurley. Um, on the other side, Aaron Rodgers, I think that, you know, I mean, well, first of all, he, uh, before the bye week, he had uh, 30 or more rushing yards in two of his final three starts before the week seven bye. Uh, and then he was a top five fantasy quarterback in each of the two games uh, leading into the bye. Now, the Packers actually were chasing in both of those games, but it's entirely possible that they could be chasing here. Uh, and that that you know would would make it a very fun box score day for Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I think that in terms of just sheer upside uh, at the quarterback position, it's Patrick Mahomes and it's Aaron Rodgers in Week uh, Eight. Although Andrew Luck uh, also de- deserves a mention there, if the the Raiders can can do anything offensively, um, the receiver core is going to be interesting to see how it shakes out because Marcus Valdez Scantling, the big slot receiver with four three seven. Speed. 
has really given them a new dimension on offense with, with his size and his length and his jets. Um, and Randall Cobb and Geronimo Allison were just dropping passes and fumbling and making all kinds of mistakes before they got hurt. Uh, so, you know, are they going to go away from the impressive young rookie? I'm, I'm not, you know, that'll be very interesting to see. Uh, but it makes all those guys very risky investments. I think that of the three, Geronimo Allison is the safest bet to come back with a big role because he's been playing outside, whereas Cobb and Valdez Scantling have been playing inside. Devontae, Devontae Adams should rip this open. He's got 10 touchdowns over his last 10 games. Um, you know, And you want to attack Marcus Peters and Troy Hill on the outside for the Rams. Um they had been playing Sam Shields on the outside, but they wound up benching him uh, for Troy Hill, a former undrafted free agent. Uh, the Rams have given up the eighth most uh, yards to opposing tight ends. Uh, George Kittle had a big game against them last week. Jimmy Graham comes off the bye uh, in a pretty good spot here. I mean, he, he was, he was uh, doing well in uh, weeks one through six, uh, top five among tight ends in yards and air yards. Running back situation is very frustrating. You know, we all know that Aaron Jones can can ball, but they don't use him in the passing game. They don't trust him to be a full-time player, and they continue to use this three-way running back rotation. I mean, in week six before the bye, Aaron Jones had the fewest snaps out of all of them. Uh, played 19 snaps. Ty Montgomery played 23. Jamal Williams played 27. Uh, so until we see an actual change in that backfield distribution, we you know not, all we can say is that you know we hope and we think that this should happen, um, and we just you know move forward with what the coaches are telling us, and we can move on to the next one. Next game, did you do the Rams? Yes, sir. Oh. I didn't. I, that was quick. <laughs> all I, all I, I was focusing on the Packers and Valdez Scantling. I know you love that dude. How about, um, how about Sunday night? How about the rematch, man? Saints and Vikings. Yep, the rematch. These teams actually played twice last year, so this is going to be their third game since Week One. Uh, remember that Sam Bradford game where he just lit them up. I think it was on a Monday night. Um, but yeah, and this will be the third quarterback for the Vikings during that span. Uh, but the, the same, you know, this game will be played indoors. Uh, it's got a pretty big total, uh, Kirk cousins balling. Um, this will be their, really their best opportunity to dial up a deeper passing game. They've been a quick out offense as they should be to their offensive line problems. John D Filippo, you know, this, this coaching tree, of Doug Peterson is really starting to develop quickly. Um, Di Filippo and Frank Reich doing great jobs uh, as former Eagles assistants. Um, but, you know, they have gotten the ball out of Kirk Cousins' hands quickly. I mean, you look at, like, the average depth of target for Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs, really, really short, uh, un- both under 10 yards. So, you know, these guys are not, like, being targeted on, on deep downfield passes. Uh, but this this will give them an opportunity to um, get the you know get those chances because the Saints have been giving up a lot of big plays down the football field. Can't really rush the passer. 
uh, their cornerback situation is such that, you know, uh, they went out and made the trade for Eli Apple. Uh, they know that, you know, they, they are, are in bad shape uh, aside from Marshawn Lattimore. You go back and watch the uh, January uh, divisional round game between these teams, and Marshawn Lattimore actually shadowed Adam Thielen, not Stephon Diggs, in that game. Uh, but and he, and he held him to uh, 74 yards on nine targets. But Adam Thielen in that game was playing through transverse process fractures in his back. Um, and he also was playing more outside receiver at that time than he is this year. This year he's a 62% slot receiver. Marshawn Lattimore has gone into the slot 3% of the time. So I think that Adam Thielen is going to have another big game. And, you know, I think the Vikings are going to be trying to proactively trying to get him another big game because if he goes over 100 yards again, he breaks the NFL record for most consecutive 100-plus yard games. Um, I, I still think that, you know, well, Diggs is going to be inside 25% of the time. So he's not going to be on Marshawn Lattimore the entire game. Um, and, you know, the, the Saints – the high-scoring nature of the game, um, I think, bodes well for Stefan Diggs. So, you know, he's not like a wide receiver one this week, but I do think that he is a confident wide receiver two. Stefan Diggs, of course, had a monster week one game against the same Saints defense last week one and, of course, scored that walk-off 61-yard touchdown in the divisional round. Uh, Kyle Rudolph, you know, it's not a whole lot of upside here uh, that, that he has demonstrated just getting, you know, but somewhere between four and six targets each week, uh, not really getting into the end zone. Um, so you, you kind of know what you're dealing with. Laquan Treadwell has a bunch of targets, but Aldrick Robinson keeps keeps on catching touchdowns um, while Laquan Treadwell does nothing. Uh, so... You know, no, no interest in those uh, complimentary receivers. On the other side, Drew Brees started off that uh, that game last January really slow, threw a couple of picks early. Saints got in a hole. They rallied back, and uh, Drew Brees wound up having a monster game, as did Michael Thomas. Vikings have played better defense recently, but really have not been tested. Um, and they are going to be tested here. I don't think Xavier Rhodes is going to play. Uh, Everson Griffin likely to remain out uh, due to the, the personal matter. Um, Andrew Sandejo, uh, their free safety, has been banged up. And Anthony Barr left the game last week with a hamstring injury and did not return in the fourth quarter. So, I, you know, we're, they could be really – oh, and Linval Joseph didn't play last week. I mean, they are really, really banged up defensively. I think that Drew Brees is, you know – fire the cannons in this indoor potential shootout. Uh, Michael Thomas, fire the cannons. Uh, Traquan Smith has three and six targets in two games without Ted Ginn. Uh, I think that that's what we should expect from him. High variance, deep threat, you know, just basically playing the same role that Ted Ginn did previously. Cameron Meredith was a no-show in the last game, uh, and I think that his role is just less consistent then Traquan Smith, uh, Cameron Meredith only ran 10 routes in week seven or 11 routes in week seven, zero targets. Uh, the backfield distribution between Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram, I think last week was more in line with what we should expect. Alvin Kamara, 19 touches, Mark Ingram, 
14 touches. Vikings have been very good in run defense, but again, uh, they could be without a bunch of key players in this one. Um, ben Watson, uh, his his like his routes run and his snaps and and all that were about the same that they had been last week, but he caught a touchdown and he caught all six of his targets uh, against the Ravens. Uh, Vikings are kind of similar to the Ravens in that the best way to go after them uh, is in the middle of the field uh, with tight ends, at least when, when everybody's at full strength. Uh, so Ben Watson, I think, makes some sense as a streamer um, in a potential high-scoring game. And we can – or no, Vikings. I need to talk about their, their running backs. I just don't know about their running backs, unfortunately. Dalvin Cook, hamstring injury. You know, Is he going to try to come back this week? I don't know. Latavius Murray has played really, really well. And even if Dalvin Cook comes back, I mean, Latavius Murray has earned a role. We can move on to the next one. The next one is the last one, Evan. It's the Patriots and the Bills. I will be there on the sideline Monday night trying not to freeze my butt off. It's still October, so it shouldn't be that bad. And I'm not expecting the Bills to really score any points. (laughs) Right, right. Uh, one thing that Mike Clay of ESPN noted this week is that you know, the Bills have played seven games, and in five of them, the defense facing them finished as a top three defense in fantasy on the week, which is just absurd because defenses are very, very high variance in fantasy. I mean, you can get defenses in the best possible spots, and they won't come through, you know, in some terrible defense will just go off in terms of fantasy points happens all the time um but you know this this signals hey let's you know let's let's check out the patriots fantasy defense here against this this bills team because guess what Derek anderson had four turnovers and three picks last week and uh he should have had another pick but marcus hunt dropped it so (laughs) Derek anderson you know this is like an expansion level team the Buffalo Bills. Um, LaShawn McCoy suffers a concussion. Don't know if he's going to play. Uh, Chris Chris Ivory could end up with a bunch of carries in this game. I mean, he, he should be owned in all leagues. I know he's not a sexy player by, by any means, uh, but any dude who, who is you know in position to maybe get a bunch of usage uh, should be on fantasy rosters. Uh, one good thing that Derek Anderson did do last week was get Kelvin Benjamin going a little bit, 71 yards. That's big for Kelvin Benjamin these days. Now you look at uh, the the stat lines when, when Derek Anderson has started with Kelvin Benjamin going back to Carolina. I mean, it's, it's a four-game sample at this point, a quarter of a season. Uh, Kelvin Benjamin has gone over 70 yards in all four of them with a couple of big games. Now he's going to have to face off with Stephon Gilmore, who has been legit lights out this season. You know, ask Allen Robinson last week uh so kelvin benjamin shaky wide receiver three but at least he's not a shaky wide receiver five like he was for the first six games um you know don't really want any part of charles clay uh the belichick has always had like this fear of charles clay has double teamed him stuck a cape talib on him one game back in the day uh so don't want to mess around with him. On the other side, I think Gronk is going to be back, and historically, he has smashed the Bills. This is where he's from. Um, so, 
you know, he, he I just think he has not looked the same this this year, and, and I definitely wouldn't be surprised if it's because of the back uh, that has been hindering him. And obviously, last week he missed the game because of the back, uh, like a, a late addition to the injury report. Um, so certainly something to monitor, but it seems like the signs point to him returning this week. Um, Josh Gordon is going to have to deal with Tredavious White. Now, Josh Gordon has been balling, made some, a bunch of big plays last week, uh, but this is going to be a little bit tougher of a matchup. I do think that based on how much he is playing, based on how, much, how many targets he's seeing, based on his level of play, uh, that he we should consider him to be a matchup-proof wide receiver too. Um, but I think that this is a game where he might not reach his ceiling. Uh, Chris Hogan has started to come on a little bit, but – you know, with Gronk there and Edelman and Gordon and, you know, James White going nuts. Um, and, you know, uh, just a bunch of mouths to feed in the passing game. Uh, Chris Hogan, not a reliable play. This is a revenge game for Chris Hogan, who famously or, uh, or not so famously earned the nickname 7-Eleven for always being open on the Bills practice squad. Um, Julian Edelman, you know, we're, we're rolling him every week. He's been excellent. Uh, and then, you know, you know the deal with Brady. Sony Michelle, I do not think we're going to see him this week. And so that actually positions Kenyon Barner uh, to get some carries against Buffalo. He could end up with a lot of carries. I mean, this is not a game where it's likely that to, to be a back-and-forth affair. You know, it's it's likely to be a game where the Patriots try to stomp their thro- the Bills' throat early in the game and then, you know, play their backups late in the game. Uh, and that would be that would be Kenyon Barner. James White, of course, uh, unbelievable season, uh, really has uh, made the leap in 2018. Fantasy starter regardless of PPR or non-PPR. Uh, and that takes care of that one. That takes care of all of them, Evan. That'll do it for... Episode number two of week eight, we've wrapped up everything for you guys, which means the only last thing to wrap up is betonline.ag. I told you about it earlier. I'll tell you about it again because they're giving you guys a 50% sign-up bonus when you use the code PODCAST1, which is amazing, so please do it. Betonline.ag. I know a lot of you like to play a little something-something on the games. There's a lot of other stuff going on. Baseball, make baseball more tolerable. Make it so you can actually watch NBA and NHL, stuff other than football, at betonline.ag using that code PODCAST1 for the 50% welcome bonus. We will be back next week, of course. Gosh, next week it'll be week number nine already in the NFL. Happy to have you guys aboard. Make sure you're checking out everything Evan does via his Twitter account. That's where you can see all his write-ups and everything. At Evan Silva. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. Twitter and Instagram. If you like to place wagers, I told you about betonline.ag. Make sure you listen to the Even Money podcast as well. Other than that, I am stuffed and we are finished. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Feast podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Even Money, and the College Draft Podcast, all available on iTunes at RossTucker.com or wherever podcasts can be found.